Hey, thanks for downloading the Table Talk Radio podcast. We're going to play a new game called, what's it called, Evan? Spin the Wheel of Catechism Fortune. <laughs> oh, it's a roller coaster. Stay tuned. A radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. I, I like how he ran in the room thinking that you accidentally articulated baptism incorrectly. Like, wait a minute. You said to me, you sound like a heretic. Right. Yeah. It wasn't like, boy, they must be playing a game where they're articulating someone else's belief. It was, I think Pastor Wolfmiller is off his rocker. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed that you think that I would actually teach that about baptism. <laughs> and it's so, 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 so deserved to be crunched. I mean, mega crunch. So, uh, if you guys put some mega, mega crunch. crunch on the song, that would be awesome. <laughs> Keep uh, preaching the word, passes. Keep it mediocre, mediocre and hilarious. Your least productive hour of the day. This is Table Talk Radio. Pastor what? Wolf? I do tons of stuff while we record <laughs> well, this I was, show. I was talking to the listener, not... <laughs> it, everything just comes to a dead screeching well, look, stop. It's like, but it, I mean, it's like the jackhammer all... sound outside the window. You're not going to get any work done. There's a couple of unproductive hours that follow Table Talk Radio, like the unproductive hours that follow eating biscuits and gravy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like trying to remember that Jim Gaffigan. No wonder the South will never rise again. Eat concrete for breakfast. I'd forgotten about that until just now. Yeah. All right. So we're going to do some table talk radio today. If you remember how to do Mm -hmm. this stuff, barely. Uh, We're going to do oh a new game. This is the random catechism generator. We had a new game. (laughs) I know. That is this is exciting. This is my favorite game. No, it's been like what's Table Talk Radio doing? I don't know. Praise song cruncher. (laughs) Always praise songs. (laughs) These guys are so mean. Well, we can't stop until every praise song has been crunched. So when that (laughs) happens, we will cease doing the praise song cruncher. But until then, it's a praise song cruncher. But we're going to do a new game. Yeah, Uh, crunching today. the, The random. Catechism generator, <laughs> catechism wheel. Yeah, it's the not wheel really a generator. of faith. Yeah, listen, listen to this. Ready? Yeah. <laughs> That's your fate. <laughs> Bloop. Yeah. Does it read it for you? You need no, to have it. Like, I need to. Yeah. I'll have to read it for you. So what's what we did is is we uh, plugged in some parts of the small catechism, and we're going to randomly talk about whatever comes up. So that'll be fun. Uh, what else? Anything else? We're doing some email buzzwords. Hopefully, you have an email open. I don't have one. Oh, I got a buzzword for the you. Fake news? Is that what we're going to do in the last? Uh, maybe season? if we run out of if we run out of juice on the catechism wheel of catechism fortune. Yeah, we that. But I I don't know. I like that game. All right. Um, are there bankrupt sections and like? You should put some stuff like that. Okay. Have you seen those guys? You know the dude perfect guys that, that are like on the YouTubes. Have you seen those? No, no. They're dude the dude perfects. Are the is it the dudes perfect or the dude perfects? I don't know what you're talking about. So, they're this YouTube thing. They're like number two as far as as subscribers and things like this. And they started doing trick shots, and now they have. So one of the things they have is a wheel of misfortune. I know I know this. My kids watch it. So that you one guy whoever loses whatever they're doing has to spend the wheel of misfortune and whatever it says on there they have to do. So like one was like to run a mile in a in the Burger King with the Burger King head on. Or another one was to fly to 
uh, to fly to New Jersey for no reason at all. So he just flew <laughs> to New Jersey and flew back. This is like the, what the. So we should have a wheel of mis. We should have some misfortune. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm in plugging some in. Don't worry, don't worry. Yeah, yeah. That'd okay. be pretty good. My buzzword for you is Donatism. Remember the Donatists? Oh yeah. The old Donatists were the guys Don? that said uh, they said they were not so good because their doctrine was that if you fell away from the faith, you're it. That's it. No coming back. Too bad for you, buddy. Yikes. Uh, they, you so especially during the times of persecution, the pagans would say, "Hey, why don't you offer a pinch of incense to Caesar and the, a lot, or else you're going to be eaten by a lion." And a lot of the Christians would say, "Okay," and they'd offer the incense. They'd renounce Christ, and then the question is, can they come back? It's really the, or, the origin of Lent, by the way, which were probably three <laughs> months ago. Lent passed or something, but as we record, we're right on the edge of Lent. That was part of the thing that the church invented to bring people back into fellowship. Now, you need um, to address this in light of Hebrews 6. Hebrews 6, and there's another passage in Hebrews 4 or something like that that says, it says it, it, on it the six? first read, it says it sounds like once you've tasted that the Lord is good and then you renounce your faith, then you're out. See you later. But the, the, uh, the broad testimony of the scriptures. So, for example, you have a, something like Psalm 51 or the repentance of Peter or the instructions that Paul gives to the Galatians. If a person is overcome by trespasses, let someone who's wise restore them with gentleness, being careful, and so, so forth. So you have this this broad swath of testimony of that the Lord uh, delights in bringing people back into his fold. You have the wandering sheep, and it's not like it's just the sheep from the wilderness that get to be brought in. The sheep that wander from the fold get to be brought back as well. So, so that uh, so the church said, "Hey, no, uh, you, repentance re can restore you to fellowship with with Jesus all all the time. It can." So, so they reject. Saint Augustine was a great big opponent of Donatism, and it came up again in the Reformation time. And they said, "Hey, we we're not we're we don't go for this Donatism. We're we're all about repentance and people coming back into the church." That was that was during the time of persecution in particular, wasn't it? So that people would would renounce the faith under persecution and then want to uh, repent and come back. Is that Yeah. 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 And they did they, they did say, hey, look, you you sh you should not make a you should not make a practice of this. Yeah. Um, uh, and it should and, and they also questioned about those um, uh, pastoral acts that took place of those who renounce the faith. Yeah, right? that's a good yeah, so what happens if your pastor here comes the persecution and your pastor says, Oh yeah, I'm not really a Christian. I'm a pagan or whatever, and you say, well, that, so, so then does does the things that he did, like the baptisms and the weddings, does that count? And they said, yeah, counts. How come? I mean, the, because the efficacy is not in the office, or in the man, but in the words. Mm. So, that's the. I mean, that that's the. That's the key. So it's the word of Jesus that makes baptism baptism. It's the words of Jesus. This is my body that makes the supper the supper. That's that's the key. All right, my theological buzzword for you is hermeneutics, and this is a study of biblical interpretation. So there are certain approaches that we take when we uh, uh, come to the Bible, and, and the analogy I use for this, I probably used it before on this on this show, is, uh, you know, people always say, you hear this all the time, don't you, Pastor, that, that uh, well, you know, the Lutherans say one thing, the Catholics say another, the Baptists another, and the non-Denom guy says another, so because there are different interpretations. We can't really know what the Bible says, and so they deny the clarity of Scripture. But uh, the analogy I use for this is that, let's say you have uh, two scientists performing a experiment in a laboratory, and 
one scientist is very careful with the way he handles the specimen. He has his gloves on, his lab coat, glasses, and all the things. And he's very careful about you know putting the specimen in the petri dish or whatever. And then he comes to a scientific conclusion. And then the second scientist is very sloppy. He's like smoking during the experiment, dropping ash in the petri dish. He doesn't even wear gloves or any white coat. He sneezes on the thing. And lo and behold, they come to two different scientific conclusions. Are we to then um, surmise that, well, we don't know what the uh, science, scientific experiment says because there's two different conclusions? Well, of course, we'd say that one took more care to the experiment itself than the other. So there's reasons that there might be differences. And I, I think um, biblical interpretation is the same way, that there's good and bad ways to approach the text. And so what hermeneutics does is look at how we approach the text to learn uh, accurately from the scriptures so that we are arriving at a good uh, in understanding interpretation of the scripture. So some of them would be like, obviously, context. You know, you want to understand what is the fuller context of what is being said. You don't just take a verse right out and try to uh, explain what it means. Some others are that you would, uh, of course, you know, grammar, culture, um, languages are important. Uh, but then another one is that we, one interpretation method that we have um, is that we would understand the difficult passages in light of the clearer passages. So you actually just did this uh, the show in the show already. We brought up um, Hebrews six and, and Hebrews four, which is a difficult passage to understand what it is, what it what's it, what it means that some have fallen away and and um, coming back to repentance. And so we took that difficult passage and we understood it in light of the clearer passages, um, things like uh, you know Peter's repentance and other things like this. So. So that we would understand uh, we, that, that, that the Bible would be the one that interprets the Bible and not just trying to bring our bias to the text. So I like that. Those are a few of many uh, uh, in, what, principles of hermeneutics. Yeah, right on. All right. So we have, let me look at the clock here, about a minute and a half. You have an what? email? <laughs> no. I remember <laughs> how you're supposed to get the email. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, uh, t- we'll, t- we'll just spin the wheel and we'll see, we'll see what it comes up with. I don't. We, oh, okay. Oh, We're just going for it. So yeah. you got parts of the catechism on there. You spun the wheel. Okay, and so you're going to teach on this. Ready? Okay. In a minute, uh, and the uh, phrase is "me and." Oh man, that takes more than a minute. <laughs> this is this comes up three times. Well, twice. In, well, okay, it comes up a handful of times in Luther's explanation to the creed. This is so, and I think this the me and in there is so intriguing to look at, because when you have the first article, which has to do with God and creation, it says God has created me and all creatures, and then in the third article, which has to do with the Holy Spirit and the Church, it's God has called me and all believers. He gives to me and all Christians. He will raise me and all the dead, so that we have an and that we're put in these different contexts according to the way that God is is working with us. So according to the first article, it's me and all, me and the whole universe, me and the, me and all the cosmos. According to the third article, it's me and, it's me and the other Christians. According to the second article, it, it, where Jesus is dying for me, it's me and Jesus. It's, it's, it, he's taking care of us one-on-one. So that, so we're living all this, these different kinds of me and lives. It has to do with our vocation. Ah, that's, that's not bad for one minute worth of treatment. All right. We'll give you 200 points, 200 points per round on this game, unless you happen to come up with something 
so unfortunate. You're listening to Table Talk Radio, and we'll be right back. More with the Catechism Wheel. Stay tuned. Hey, all right. Bump, bump, bump. I, I like this. Is this my guy, DJ Quads? It is. I haven't heard this song yet. Table Talk Radio. After a while, you just get used to it. So I've kicked up the Wolfmuller One YouTube channel, and I was talking to Daniel, my expert YouTube advisor, about it, who said, Dad, your stuff is really bad. I know, Daniel, I know. But look, I have 4,006 uh, for watch time. And to monetize on YouTube, you got to have 4,000 hours. And I, I look, I said, look, 4,006. And Daniel says, Dad, you have 4,006 minutes, not hours. <laughs> anyway... If you want to see what we're up to over on YouTube, you can visit YouTube, search for Wolfmuller. Wolfmuller One is the channel name. See you there. Man, welcome back. We're really classing it up in here. Yeah, well, those are all the ones I've had time to do, so the rest is classic Table Talk Radio from here on out. So, so like I told you, don't get too excited. I knew it couldn't last. <laughs> Man, all right. I like that this guy, DJ Quads. Huh. Do you love him or what? Are you uh, all about it? I don't know. It's all right. I mean, he's got, some, he's got some good ones, but there's a lot you have to weed through to find. I don't know. Just... It's better to have the choices, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. you know, who has that time? All right, so Pastor Wolfmiller has 200 points in our Catechism Wheel game. Yeah. But uh, I'm I'm going to spin here, try to get some points. I heard you uh... chuckling over there. You're like, hee, hee, hee. <laughs> oh, just wait. All right. It's, well, this this could backfire on me. I, I, yeah. put, I put some other entries in the wheel. I'm not sure how it'll play out for me, but let's see how this, let's see what how this lands. I don't have no idea what these are. Oh, same one. Me and. I'm going to spin again. What, what do you think about that me and business? I'm interested to hear your uh, feedback on that. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> you want to know what I landed on? Yeah. You might be a Calvinist. Lose a turn. That's cool. This is it's like a, like the bankrupt or like buy a vowel or you can get a free trip to Tahiti or whatever. This is like a real game show. All right, I guess I lose a turn. Your turn. But hey, again. so what about the me and stuff? Oh, you didn't sorry. Tell me about that. I'm more excited about my wheel. Um, remind me what you said. <laughs> me and all creation. Me and all Christians. That there's a mm. there's a way that the different articles of the creed put us in different spheres of influence or different mm. realms of life. So, so in so other words, Lord, it's, it, it wasn't that God just uh, endowed these blessings upon uh, us, and now we get to um, savage the land for and, and take everything it, it has. But we actually have a responsibility to the creation He's placed us in. Well, yeah, that's part of it, and and just a way of recognizing that. That I'm not alone, that that the, that the Lord has put me in this, um, in this world to, for, that 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 I'm in. I don't know. I, I'm in relationship. Ugh. I don't have a better better <laughs> word. That's why the me and is so nice. It's just, it's not just me. That. It's not just me. It's me and all creatures. I'm part of this created world, and it's me and all the Christians. I'm part of the church. I'm not meant to stand by myself, etc. So. That's the point. Did it hurt to say relationship? It did. <laughs> I wish I had a better word. All right. Your your new entry for uh, explain the random phrase of the catechism is, 
dear father ask their dear children ah that's really great uh that is the beginning of the uh lord's prayer uh, the our father where luther tells us that we pray like children there's two metaphors for chief metaphors for prayer as far as i could tell in the scriptures and one is familial and the other is military hmm. so that um so that you have the prayer is kind of calling in instructions for the battle. Lord help, Lord deliver, Lord save. This is we take up the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times. So there's the military picture of prayer, and then there's the familiar picture of prayer. Jesus will expand on this when he says, "What father of you, if your child asks for a piece of bread, will give him a stone, or if he asks for an egg, you'll give him a scorpion or a snake?" So that if you, being evil, know how to good gifts, give good gifts, how much more does your Father in heaven know how to give good gifts? So we start out the Lord's Prayer coming to the Lord as his children. I think, have I ever told you this, the unfolding, that you could, you should do one of these, like, great epic books. Okay, so I want to, here, here's how to do it. If you can combine the Born Supremacy, or the Born, what's the first Born movie? If you combine the first Bourne movie with the Lord of the Rings, and you call it the Our Father, because this is how it goes. You're in some sort of medieval thing, but you wake up and you've got, uh, what is it where you can't remember? <laughs> Amnesia. <laughs> I forgot. I don't remember. That, that was not on purpose. <laughs> that was pretty funny, though. I made myself laugh. What's it is again? Amnesia? So you wake up with amnesia. And you, and you think, who am I? Who am I? And the only thing you have is the Lord's Prayer. And that tells you who you are. So you're like, our Father, who are you? So you're like, okay, I have a father and I have siblings. So I'm part of a family who art in heaven. Oh, this father is God. <laughs> Hallowed be thy name. Oh, this father has an important name. He, he's some sort of ruler. Thy kingdom come. Oh, he's a king. This father is a king, and I'm trying to, and his kingdom is coming, and yet his kingdom is, is not completely arrived. So this father is, this king. This father is a king who has a kingdom, and I'm I'm part of it. The expansion of this kingdom. Thy will be done. And now I see this kingdom is opposed. So this kingdom is at war, and there's other, there's other rulers who are fighting against the king. Uh, thy will be done. Thy uh, on earth is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. So I'm I'm out in the wilderness. I'm I'm wandering around. So I'm not in the castle of my father. I'm out in the wilderness, and I'm kind of I'm lost, and I need even help for provision, and forgive us our trespasses, and also that I've that I've sinned against the king, my father, the king, and so I'm praying that I won't be exiled, but that I'll, I'll be acceptable to him. And then lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. That now I'm now I'm set on this pilgrimage uh, to try to return to the king's house and to try to help it, and to try to work so that his kingdom would come about. So that the petitions of the Lord's prayer are like this unfolding story of who we are. You got it? Can mm -hmm. you go and make that? Can someone? Is someone? If there's some big time Hollywood producer, could you make the Our Father movie? Just combine again, Jason Bourne and Lord of the Rings. That's what it's. That's what it's like. You know, I, I had that that very thing happen last week. I'm visiting a uh, member that is has pretty pretty advanced Alzheimer's, and you know, I, when I bring communion, I you know go through the entire service, and uh, she wasn't necessarily tracking for uh, much of that. But when we got to the the Lord's Prayer, Our Father, she said every word, 
And uh, and you and I had that experience when you were here and we visited Bert, uh, Father mm-hmm. Bert, and um, and you know advanced Alzheimer's. But we we go through the the service, the liturgy, and uh, and and they're tracking. You know, they're, 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 those the, those words are are not in the brain, but they're hidden in the heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's a slightly different point than you were making, but it, but it's actually I mean it's a, it's a beautiful thing. It really is that that, that these things uh, go beyond just the memory and the access of one's brain, but it's 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 deep, and uh, and we continue then to confess confess the Lord's name, confess His words of Scripture and the liturgy, and particularly the Lord's prayer. Yeah. All right, I'll give you two hundred points for that. All right. All right, I need to get on the board here. Let's see what we got here. This I may your role? I may sabotage myself with all these. Dang it. <laughs> uh, Tetzel's in town. You lose all your points. <laughs> nice. Well, you didn't have any to lose, so. That's a good time for Tetzel to come to town, I guess. <laughs> all right, this is, right. The, this is the Brian and Wolfmuller show. I can't get any lower. That's right. <laughs> Papal Bull, you're excommunicated. Lose a turn. Oh, man. We maybe should have put more of the catechism in the wheel, I'm realizing. It's just all punishment. Yeah, it is. Another another Tetzel. Come on. This all is right. yours now or right, mine? I'll, I'll do mine. Okay. Uh, okay. Chase and Decent Life. Uh, okay, so th- this is, of course, part um, of the Sixth Commandment, and uh, this is a good reminder for our day um, because uh, we have, in our culture, been taught the idea that our, our bodies are for... Um, pleasure and enjoyment, and to use them in any way that we want. And so, um, because it's it's part of our body, uh, then we have uh, come to the notion that says um, that you have this even an entitlement to enjoyment uh, of your body uh, and someone else's body and this kind of a thing. Um, and so, what works against this is the sixth commandment that uh, teaches us that God has uh, given us a spouse. Um, as a gift, and uh, the sixth commandment stands as a fence that protects the gift of marriage. Um, so that uh, that I mean, First uh, Corinthians would uh, teach us that our our bodies are not our own. Um, so that uh, that the 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 husband's body is the wife's, and the wife's body is the husband. So that uh, even then the uh, the intimacy within marriage is not to be a matter of self gratification. But it is meant to be uh, that which is uh, for the other, for the spouse, uh, and then of course we know that the Lord brings about uh, a procreation. And so, what then is taught here is that um, the phrase of a chaste and decent life applies both to the married and the unmarried. Right. Um, so, uh, if you're if you're married, you are uh, to devote yourself to your spouse, um, and if you're unmarried, you are to live a chaste life. Um, uh, until uh, the Lord has given you a spouse, if that is uh, His will, um, but in either way, we're we're living a chaste life. So that 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 chastity is not talking about just the unmarried, but is talking about uh, even the married. Uh, yeah, it's great. That is that's one of the, that's one of the reasons why ch- and chastity is so nice because it's it's something positive. I think, anyways. It, it, we hear so much about abstinence, which is good. We should talk about abstinence. Uh, it, it, that's important, but that's a that's a not something. Chastity is something I can go after. So I can say to the young people, mm. pursue chastity, not be abstinent and pursue chastity. The results might look the same, 
but one is something that I'm actually I, I can have this sort of heroic stand that I'm I'm going for something. I'm not just trying to avoid things, you know. It's like it's a difference between the way that Andrew plays dodgeball and Isaac plays dodgeball. You know my two <laughs> boys. I mean Andrew grabs as many as he can at the ball and he's bouncing around up front and he's and and Isaac is just at the back and he might be the last one. All he's doing is dodging. He never throws so this is so abstinence <laughs> is just like sitting at the back dodging the bullets. Eventually you get smacked, but the you know chastity. This is what we're something that we're going for. Yeah. All right. We need to take a break, and uh, we'll do some more of the catechism wheel right after this. We want to hear from you. Uh, Toll free number is one eight four four five. No, sorry, wrong number. One eight hundred three eight five sola. I do too many radio shows. I don't know what number is what. One eight hundred. 385 SOLA or questions at tabletalkradio.org. We'll be right back. More Table Talk Radio right after this. Table Talk Radio. The games are just an excuse. I'm reading Luther's sermons from the House Postal every week. You can find it at www.hope-aurora.org. Click on the Luther Sermon Podcast. Taking a look at the Catechism Wheel scoreboard, 400. Pastor Wolfner has to my 200, but uh, I'm thinking that Pastor Wolfner is going to uh, spin an undesirable turn. Oh, is that here. what you think? I think it's your turn, right? You're spinning here? Oh, yeah. All right. Let's see what you got. No. Improve and protect his possessions and income. Oh, how'd that one get on there? I uh, thought we were against this. <laughs> <laughs> this is, this is uh, what the it what it what it means to say is uh, borrow and uh... never return. <laughs> <laughs> this is the seventh commandment: you shall not steal. Which remember now, it's really nice in the Catechism how Luther has the via negativa and the via positiva. That means the that means the way of negativity and the way of positivity. You're you usually the way of I negativity, prefer. aren't you? I prefer. <laughs> he says we should fear and love God so that we do not. Whatever, and but we do. So you hear the commandment, "You shall not steal." And you think, well, that okay. That what that what that means is I shouldn't take some other dude's stuff, which is what it means. That is, that's true. But it, there's more than that. There's so Jesus teaches us how to do this. You've heard it said, "You shall not commit adultery." I say, you look with lust. You've committed adultery. So that the commandments are much farther reaching than just the bare prohibition of the outward breaking of the things. So that not only do we want to not take our neighbor's stuff, but we want to help him to improve and protect his possessions and income. IPPI, improve, protect his possessions and income. And that's the uh, that's the seventh commandment, you shall not steal. Now, the basis, basic thing of the second commandment is that the Lord gives us, for the sake of marriage, life, and family, sixth commandment, fifth commandment, fourth commandment, he gives us the seventh commandment, which is the privilege of putting our name on stuff. I can say, that house, that belongs to me. And that line there, that's the line between the part the, of the world that belongs to me and the part of the world that belongs to my neighbor. And I rejoice in that. I'm going to help him keep that line clear, and I'm not going to be trying to get his stuff. Nice. Uh, I think you're right about that. So um, our our sinful flesh wants to see our neighbor's uh, money and possessions and to take it. And the 
uh, new creation, what God's word has for us is to see our neighbor's uh, money and possessions and to improve what he has. Uh, Luther talks a lot about this in the large catechism uh, where he talks about uh, the borrower and the lender. And so that the the lender who is um, uh, lending money to a business owner, for example, ought to be out there helping his business thrive. <laughs> that not not to just lend money with outrageous interest rates and hoping that he fails so he can he can seize his his property, um, but that he, that that there the the lender then is helping business go well uh, uh, to help the neighbor. So very very interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm I'll give excited you for what you're going to get because it's going to be 200 points. Wow, 200 more points. I got tons of points. <laughs> 600 to zero. <laughs> yes. Woo-hoo-hoo. What? Jesus died for you. Receive 100 million points. Are you kidding? <laughs> or are you begrudging that Jesus died for me? That's right. Is my is your eye evil? Because my. <laughs> I'm just suspicious. I'd like to see a screenshot of that. That's it. That's all you have to do. That's all I got to points. What? What? Are you wow, adding works grace. to Jesus's work? What's wrong with you? Well, you had to spin the button. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I don't we, know if you were disposed for that grace. That one's a repeat. I'll spin again. How you like this game? So I do. Far? I do like this game. I like the sound repeat. You got to be able to take it off the wheel. Say it again. Maybe there'll be something new to say. Uh, oh, that's a good, that's an interesting point. All right, this is yours. Ready? Yeah. You might be a Calvinist. Lose a turn. Ah. All right, so now it's my turn. Uh, Chase and he's not life is a repeat. I talked about that. Oh, you know you talked about that. That's true. Oh, here's mine. Club Rogue River is closed. Lose five hundred points. <laughs> so what does that do? You have nine hundred ninety nine. Wow, a million. million. Nine hundred and ninety-nine thousand five hundred. This is—you made it hard with the math. <laughs> I promise I put a lot of catechism in here. You're just not coming up with it. Ah, here you go. Here's yours. Not with gold or silver. Ah, th- oh, this is great. So this has to do with the second article of the creed. Some of the most beautiful words that we have. That Jesus is our redeemer. So that Christ. Uh, I believe that Jesus Christ, true God begotten of the Father from all eternity, and also true man, born of the Virgin Mary, is my Lord, who has redeemed me, purchased and won me, a poor miserable sinner, not with gold and silver, but with his holy precious blood and his innocent suffering and death. And it's a, it's a, almost a direct quote from First Peter, where, where Peter says the same, you were redeemed not with perishable gold and silver, but, but with the blood of Jesus. This is the, um, this is the price that was paid for our redemption, so that Jesus, when he spilt his blood, when he poured his blood out, when he suffered on the cross, when he gave his life, he was, he was paying the redemption price. He was, he he was doing this, so that we could belong to him, so that we could be his. Really, really wonderful. All right, I will give you another two hundred points for that. I'm creeping Bring up you on to, you. <laughs> I had, to, I had to open Excel document to calculate my points because <laughs> my calculator doesn't go to 10, 100 million. So I'm at 99,999,700. Wow. So. Oh, because you got 200. You gave yourself 200 points. <laughs> Good uh, thing I, you're what, keeping such close track. That's right. Well, now, I, I want to jump off of what you said that, uh, uh, I mean, the most precious 
uh, metals we have in this creation um, is you know gold and silver. So I mean, that's a way of saying you could have all the money in the world. You could have a hundred million table talk radio points, um, and it pales in comparison to what we have uh, of, of our Lord Jesus that He spills His blood for us, uh, so that the blood of Jesus is innocent blood, and uh, it is. Uh, more, I mean, there's not even a value on it, but it's more valuable uh, than all the money in the entire world. So that's right. Okay, well done. Another 200 points, bringing you to 800. Here's the next spin. I want to know. I want to know why this wheel doesn't balance out the entries better. Yeah, that's right. It's just it doesn't give so you what you want. This was the Tetzel one again. Oh yeah. What, 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 oh well. <laughs> I don't know. Is What's that, that say? Tetzel's in town. You lose all your points. That's it. That's it. You're back to zero. Oh, man. This game is I don't know. Is that a fair entry? Because we've hit that one like twice uh, already. Yeah, yes, it's fair. All right. Here's yours. The devil, wow. the world, and our sinful nature. This is the three enemies. This comes up. Now, I, I at one time I knew this because sometimes we talk about this is what the devil, the world, and our flesh. Sometimes we talk about sin, death, and the devil, and sometimes we talk about the devil, world, and flesh. The devil, world, and, the, and here's the difference. The devil, the world, and the flesh are the three enemies uh, that are attacking us. The three, I should, maybe we say it like this, the three personalities that come against the Christian. And so when it comes to the Lord's Prayer, Luther's going to hone in on those. We learn about them from the Scriptures, and especially, for example, the parable of the sower. Remember how the sower goes out to sow the seed? And there's three enemies of the seed, the birds, the rocks, and the, the weeds. And that's the world, that's the devil, the world, and the flesh. And so these three enemies are always fighting against the Christian. And yet, it's, it's an amazing mystery, the way the kingdom of God works, is that they attack the word of God, but it's the word of God that overcomes them. So when we're praying, we're not only praying to God, but we're praying against the devil, against the world, and against our own sinful flesh. That's why we say, thy will be done, not my will be done. Yeah, and it's amazing that, I mean, that these three have the same will. That's what we learn about in the, in the, in the Lord's Prayer. So that, uh, you know, we, we sometimes say, oh, the devil made me do it. Um, but here's, here's the reality, that what the devil wants, what your flesh wants— and what the world wants are all the same thing. So you can't really distinguish. I mean, was that the devil or was that me? Well, yes. <laughs> it was all the same. I mean, there's separate things there. But but the, they all want the same thing, and that is against the Lord's word, the, against the Lord's will. That's right. True that. All right. So another 200 points for you, bringing you to 1,000 Table Talk Radio points. I'm going to get back on the board here. You're on here. quite a roller coaster here. Mm-hmm. Ah, good one. Not just plain water. Hey, all right. Uh, so this is, uh, for, of course, uh, in reference to baptism, and that uh, um, someone might witness a baptism, particularly maybe with an infant, and say, okay, what's going on there? Um, nothing great is going on there. Or to say that something great is going on there, but how can water do this? And, of course, um, Luther makes the point that this is, this is nothing special about the water. So, I mean, sometimes you'll hear Catholics and others talk about, like, holy water. And uh, 
water, baptismal water isn't holy in that it's a different kind of water or that somehow water can receive a blessing and now it is a more powerful water than other water. But what I suppose you can have a, a sense of holy water saying that this water is combined with God's word. So again, it's just H2O, it's just water. But God's word is doing a thing there, not the water. Uh, but God's word in baptism is attached to water with a promise that uh, you know he who believes, uh, who, who, who is baptized and believes, what is that? He who believes and is baptized will be saved, uh, Mark 16, 16. You... What? Oh, I'm cutting out yes, on you? That's right. Uh, that's and, and, and so, yeah. and then also, uh, um, you know, uh, Baptism now saves you. Uh, but anyway, the, the, the pastor would apply the Word of God in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in this pouring of water, and therein the person is receiving what Christ has promised in that baptism, and it's apprehended uh, through faith. So uh, not just plain water. All right, let's take a break, and then when we get back, one more segment of this game, and we'll see who comes out on top. 1,000 to 200 is the score. Stay tuned. It's quite a roller coaster. Hansel completely undid the probably won't notice. (laughs) This is Table Talk Radio. Get the Around the Word devotions delivered to you in a free daily email. You can f- sign up for that at whatdoesthismean.org. Click the Devotions button. All right, the score is 1,000 to 200, but anything can happen in this game. On the Catechism Wheel here on Table Talk Radio, and uh, I think it's your turn, Pastor Wolfmiller. All right. Okay. I like this game a lot. It's my favorite. I love it. Oh. It's fantastic. Taught it's in best. its truth and purity. What is that about? Taught in its truth and purity, where God's Word is taught in its truth and purity. Ah, yeah, that's talking about the, uh, That's oh, that's from the Lord's Prayer. Talking about, oh, this is an interesting thing because... Um, uh, we we pray in the Lord's Prayer, hallowed be thy name, and thy kingdom come, and Luther takes those straight to the Word, to the Word and the Spirit. So how does God's kingdom come? Well, his kingdom comes when his, God's Word is taught in its truth and purity, and we as the children of God lead godly lives according to it. And so now how do you make that connection between the kingdom, God's name and his kingdom, and his Word and his Spirit? Uh, I think the best place to look for that in Scripture, remember when Jesus was about to send into heaven and the disciples said, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus says, hey, don't worry about the wind. He says, it's not for you to know the times and the seasons what the Father has in his own hands, but you will be my witnesses when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And so so they ask about the kingdom, and Jesus says, you know what's going to happen? You know how you'll know when the kingdom is here? Is when the Spirit comes and you preach the Word. And so that connection between the kingdom of God and the Word and the Spirit is is made right there in Acts chapter 1. And I think Luther grabs onto that when he's expanding on the first two petitions of the Lord's Prayer. Hmm. Interesting. Do you, do you like this that? game so much just because you're winning 1,200 to 200? I mean, would you I like this game equally if uh, if it was the other way around? 
Why is this foreshadowing? Are you going <laughs> about to give yourself something crazy? I don't know. Let's see. Here it is. Ah, fear, love, and trust. So, uh, as as the I mean, Luther, uh, as he writes the the explanations of the commandments, he starts out with the first commandment: you sh- we should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. And then, um, you know, he has in the large catechism um, that the first commandment sets the rest, so that all the other nine flow from the first. So he he demonstrates this in the explanation of the small catechism. As the first says, we should fear, love, and trust to God above all things. And then the second commandment, we should fear and love God. We should fear and love God. We should fear and love God, et cetera, et cetera. So the, all the commandments then flow from the first in the explanation, starting with we should fear and love God. Um, and so if we, if we are, uh, I don't know, stealing from our neighbor, it's because we don't uh, trust that God is going to provide all that we need. Um if uh, if we're uh, you know lusting after someone else, it's because we don't believe that God uh, provides us a good and faithful spouse and, and etc. And so uh, so all the breaking of the other commandments uh, takes away then from the first commandment uh, the fear, love, and trust in God. So so we sometimes, especially the first time we encounter the the uh, teaching here, we kind of stumble along with this word fear. And we'll oftentimes explain it means reverence, which it does. That's fine. But there's also an, 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 the notion that there's nothing that we should fear as much as we would fear God himself. I mean, so you think of things that we fear. Was in Colorado that that guy, like, killed a mountain lion with his bare hands? Did you hear that? About is that is awesome. Answer, yes. <laughs> that that guy is like King David. <laughs> I mean, you know? dang. So I got to go live live. I've killed lions and bears. No problem. This guy, he was running along in Boulder. I think you're more likely to get attacked by a lion in Colorado than in Africa. I don't know the exact stats. But he's like jogging along some path, and this mountain lion jumps out and starts attacking him. Now, granted, it was a baby mountain lion, only 100 pounds. Oh, well, that's fine. Sheesh, 100 pounds of mountain lion trying to eat your face, and he ended up choking the thing with his knee. Sheesh. That dude... Is awesome. I'm surprised. I mean, the animal rights. He got activists. cut up on his face and his in his at his uh, his scalp. And, yeah, he had some you scars. Know, he got, yeah. Uh, yeah, and which is be even better. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what happened to your do face? Do you think you could walk I in and a, get just about any job lion. at that point? Hi, I'm the guy that killed a mountain lion with my bare hands. <laughs> oh, you're hired. <laughs> I mean, you, <laughs> that guy. The that guy's putting thing. on his dating profile. Uh, my spare time, I like to go on. Uh, runs, I go jogging. If a mountain lion attacks, I just kill it with my bare hands. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, there's many, the my point ever. is, there's many just things to fear. when you're talking about how there's nothing good on the news, an article like that comes on, you're like, ah! Oh, <laughs> anyway, my point is, right is there's anything, any number of legitimate things to fear. Burglars, whatever. Um, but none of those things um, are to be feared more than God himself. Um, and then that we would love God more than, uh, I mean, so Jesus says, if you love your father or mother or that you love your son or daughter more than me, you're not worthy of me. So that uh, obviously it's not commanding us against loving our family members, but that we would recognize that the one who gave us our family members is God himself. So that mm-hmm. we want to uh, understand God as the one who gives everything and not just love the gifts he gives. Yes, that's right. I'm with you. All right, let's spin again. Bing. 
Heavenly Father gives us his Holy Spirit. Well, hey, that's the same one. We're talking about, I got this thing about the kingdom of God. It's so that the God's Word and His Spirit come together. That's the point that Jesus was making. So that, that it's, we, we, don't wanna, we never want to disconnect the Word and the Spirit. It, the, here's the, another place where we see this in the Scripture. It's in this long sermon that Jesus gives in John 14, 15, 16, and 17. And He says, I, I'm sending my Holy Spirit. And then He says to the apostles, and I'm sending you. So the Holy Spirit comes with the apostles and the apostolic word. Just like we say the Holy Spirit, the, the prophets of old were spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit from Peter, so that the Holy Spirit is present in the word. Paul calls the, the Spirit, the, the Scriptures, the sword of the Spirit, so that God's, God's word and God's Spirit are all, are all bound up. Hmm. All right, you're up to 1,400. All right, my turn. Let's see what I get here. Hoping it's a special one. Ha! Good government. <laughs> All right, so this is in the uh, first uh, first article. Um, so there's these listing of like I, I I mean, the the list is all but exhaustive. I mean, you know, I'm getting confused. It's not the first article. Is this Daily Bread? I think it's Daily Bread. Uh, it could. Uh, good government. I think it comes up in both. But what is it? I'll look it up here. Um, oh, it's Daily Good Bread. Good government and the like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Um, okay, so so when we get to Daily Bread, obviously uh, Jesus is not just talking about bread, like, uh, oh, sliced bread. Mm, uh, but, I mean, then then we might think, oh, well, maybe he's just talking about food. But it's it's not just food or bread, but everything that supports body. So Luther Luther goes into this list, and it's great when, you, when you're saying this, like, in catechism class. It's... Food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, <gasps> land, animals, money, good, about husband, about wife, <laughs> devout children. I mean, it's it, it's all but exhaustive. And but the, the 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 there's a few in there. I think that if we were writing this, we would never think to put in there. And I, one of them, I think, is good government. That what is included in daily bread, good government would not make the list. But. Um, we should just set, step back and ask the question, does good government have anything to do with your needs of the body? Well, of course it does. The government can come along and take away your very uh, freedom, can take away your very property. Uh, so we pray in the Lord's petition, give us this day our daily bread. We're asking that the Lord would give us a good government and not an evil, wicked government. Uh, that's part of daily bread. So there's good government. Here's the here's the list to compare them. So in the first article, he he also gives me clothing and shoes, food and drink, house and home, wife and children, land, animals, and all I have. And then in the daily bread petition, it is what's meant by daily bread includes everything that has to do with the support and needs of the body, such as food, drink, clothing, shoes, house, home, land, animals, money, goods, a devout husband or wife, devout children, devout workers, devout and faithful rulers, good government, good weather, peace, health, self-control, good reputation, good friends, faithful neighbors, and the like. Yeah. So that's daily bread. All right, we have one minute left. Here's your final spin. Whoa. Oh, I hope okay. it's, I hope it's a, a Tetzel. Come on, Tetzel. Come on, Tetzel. Oh. Uh, <laughs> theological bull riding injury lose 200 points. Oh. So down. All right, we'll spin one more time. Fitting. This will be my it's turn fitting. if it, something good. <laughs> uh, self-control. <laughs> uh, 
this is also in that same petition of the daily bread yeah. that we're praying for self-control. And uh, again, I think this is this wouldn't be one that makes the list, but um, uh, that this is a, a fruit of the spirit. Now, if I lack self-control, then I'd give in to every whim of my flesh, and uh, maybe I indulge in whatever uh, you know. Maybe it's just food that I, I I gorge on food, and then I make myself so fat that I can't work or something like that, uh, or uh, that I engage in 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 uh, behavior practices that uh, are that are harmful to the body. These, of course, are things that uh, hurt the needs and support of the body. So when we pray again for daily bread, we're also praying for self-control. And again, I think that's something that we don't think about much. So that gives me 200 points. We're going to 800 to yeah. your 1,200. So you come away wow, as the first victor game. of the small catechism wheel game. Put that in the Guinness book <laughs> of Table Talk Radio. Uh, don't you worry. Right I'm there. coming after you next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like the hermeneutical system used by Donatists. <laughs> oh, yeah, we have Thanks bunkers. for listening to this edition of Table Talk that? Radio. Table Talk Radio Boo. is not for everyone. Come Please boom. consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the Calvinists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.